Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. Was that you gesturing at me? Would you like to start it out? <laughs> sure, I can't really see you in the dark. I know. <laughs> Particularly as priests, one of the things that we run into um, and do as a as a fairly large portion of our work is is care for other people um, and provide public rituals and do divination and do all these other things that are for the benefit of people other than ourselves. And it becomes difficult to do that if you're not in a good place for yourself. Right. You have to be in a space where you are generally happy, generally healthy, and able to take on someone else's burdens as well as your own. And that's a complicated place to be, to say the least. It is. Um, and I think it requires active work to, to remain in that place when you're constantly um, spreading yourself out and giving of yourself and your time and your talent. Um, it requires active work on your part to also maintain that within. Yes. Being a priest, being a person that other people rely on, being an initiate, whatever your role is in your community, if you are part of the community and you give to that community, you need to keep in mind that you are not a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> there is not an unlimited supply of energy that is available to you. Um, there are not so many spoons that you will never run out. And you do not have that many spell slots. You can't prepare that many things every day. True enough. And so, what we kind of want to talk about is how to refill your cup before you give others water. How to kindle your flame and make sure that it's burning bright so that you can light someone else's. Right. And to do that, especially uh, to, to kindle someone else's flame, yours has to be lit. Right. And, and it's one of the things that I, I like to send to people, whether whether or not they're priests, because, frankly, there are a lot of members and members of the folk who do a lot of that same work. Absolutely. Your, your local bard in your grove certainly has a cup that needs filling. Right. And, and so they... There's a prayer that I have that, that involves let my flame be lit so that I may light others. Um, let the spark that I need come from the community that I serve when I'm in need. And so I think like everything else that we do, there needs to be this reciprocity 
between the community and the person who is serving that community. There does. You, you need to find ways to recharge yourself and to recreate the conditions that gave you the, the desire to go out to your community in the first place. Right. In a lot of ways. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, it that's what burnout is, is when you you were so involved in something and you you gave and you gave and you gave and you did and you did and you did and suddenly you're left with nothing and you don't know how to get that something back. Right. In the case of a, uh, a candle wick, as an example, the wick has burned down or been swallowed by the wax. I think swallowed by the wax is a good metaphor. It is. Because it's not that the wick is gone. Right. It needs it's, dug out. It needs dug out <laughs> so that it can be relit. And the wick cannot do that on its own. You can't dig yourself out necessarily. You need that community that you've been serving. The person who's been lighting that candle, and and not necessarily exactly that person, but someone who lights candles, <laughs> right, needs to go in there and, and find that wick again. And that's okay. That's that's part of the the, recipro- the reciprocal nature of things. Yeah. And so you've got to have, I, I think that everyone should have a self-care routine of some sort that they follow. Yep. And that might be as simple as taking a long bath or it might be as complicated as taking a week off and going to see family in some far off place um, or going to the beach yourself, whatever it might be. Well, and I, I don't want us to get tied up in this notion of self-care is a bath and a walk in the woods. Self-care is also boundaries. Yes. Self-care is saying right now, my cup is not full and I need to do something for me first. Um, And so so it's not just this, um, like, I'm going to go pamper myself and take time off from the world. It can be, but it's also making sure that you ate that day and making sure that you're getting enough sleep and those things all require boundaries. They do. Um, Setting boundaries for your work is, is vitally important because your boundaries define what you're capable of doing. So it's not only what I'm not going to do, but it's also what am I willing to do. Right. And so boundaries go both directions. And keeping those boundaries strong and firm is useful. There's a in project management, there's the, the thing, the dreaded thing called scope creep. <laughs> and that is, that's a real killer. Uh, because all of a sudden, you're burning ever hotter. My favorite meme for that, though, is you can't have scope creep if you don't have scope. <laughs> this is true. This is so true. But if you've ever worked on a project with no scope, you know exactly what that leads to. Oh, you sure do. <laughs> So, defining where you, defining your role, understanding your role, and then not going beyond that, or when you do, understanding how to come back, mm-hmm. making a making a commitment to yourself that, okay, I'm going to extend myself here, but I'm not going to continue extending myself because I know where I need to be. 
Right. Well, and then when I think of it in a in a spiritual nature, especially with the flame metaphor, that you can't you can't kindle someone else's flame unless you've kindled your own. Like, I find for me that if my devotional practice like slips really bad, if 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 my devotional practice really falls off, it becomes much harder for me to talk to others about their spiritual practice and encourage them in their spiritual relationships because I've lost some of mine. Right. And and so that idea that I need to maintain that flame for me. I have to have that flame if I'm going to help others have their flame. Absolutely. And flames are, are an excellent notion too because they do devour. They, they take things and you have to maintain them and you have to watch them and you have to ensure they don't rage out of control as well as they, that they don't go out. But also, flames are transformative. They take things and they turn them into other things. And if you, if you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, then that transformation can be something that is lovely and that is expected. But... If you're not sure what you're doing, if you're in over your head and you set something alight, it transforms into something that you don't expect. Or you can't control. And you can't control, and all of a sudden, you're well in over your head, and you're not sure what to do next. Right. And that, so, in many ways, what we're suggesting here is finding balance. Yes. It's understanding what you can give, what you need to take, and what you need to do for yourself for self-care. And that process is a process of discernment, much as is any vocation. It's learning what you want to do and how, and how much you can do. And there are times when you'll overstep and times when you won't. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll learn your balance the more you do it. Um, I mean... It's, it's cliche, but you have to learn to crawl before you can learn to walk in most cases. Most cases. <laughs> um, and, and so you're going to slip up, and you're going to fall down, and you're going to get back up, and you're going to learn how to keep your flame lit, even when the world around you might come unbalanced. You're going to learn how to carry that shaky, shaky flame, even when other things are kind of coming at it. And by doing that, you're able to to both stay centered within yourself, but then also help others stay centered as the world rocks. So, take some time, learn a little bit about yourself, learn about the work that you want to do, figure out where your balance point is, and that's a trial and error thing, more than anything else. And once you've got that, once you understand what that should look like, then you can try and reach out a little bit more. Or less, as necessary. But usually people are trying to to build themselves to do a little bit more work. And go forward with caution on it. You don't want to be carrying a pail of water that leaks. (laughs) And you don't want to be carrying a candle with a short wick or one that's buried in the wax. These metaphors as cliche and tongue-in-cheek as they might sound, are actually useful ones. Yeah. They remind you of the work that you need to do and how you need to do it. 
Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids in Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.